Loud Westmead Talking Points Podcast. Here we go. The road trip begins. Back to Nalan. I'm making my way over now and weirdly enough um, Hale has come out Hailstones has joined us today um, it was a lovely day it was stunning morning blitzes all over the, all over the county this morning all the way lucky now the hail has come plummeting down how is that going to affect things it'll probably leave, leave the pitch and the pitch is usually fine might be wet, it might be wet and wild and wonderful that might mean the more skillful team will win well that's my theory anyway What's your theory on it? If it's a wet day, who do you think it suits the big, stronger, more physical side? To me, it always comes down to the more skillful team. They can, they can use the ball, manipulate it better than the opposition and get the scores or get the shots away and get the handling a lot better. How did I wake up this morning? I woke up this morning a little bit apprehensive, to be honest. I was confident nearly all week and as the week went on, I kind of hinged on Jerry Buckley's kind of outro where I'm like thinking... This is setting us up for a big fall. Now, this is obviously the dread in me as a loud fan down the years, like never going into anything confident or being eerily weird about being confident about going into a game. But I just feel Westmead are the sort of team, like you know yourself, you're a club team in the league that mightn't be going too well and then to bring it all out in the championship, get their, their best 15 out in the field and their match for anyone. That's what I kind of feel Westmead. This is really, really, really going to be hard. One game, it's it's like we're going to have to win this game ourselves. It's not like me; they're going to have a capitulation twice in the game. It's not like Cork where they were fragile and didn't have the best team out. It's not like Kildare where they're all over the shop and Limerick just weren't good enough. This is a game which is what is is a huge test. It's going to be absolutely massive if we get the win. I know you would have heard Colin Kelly and. Um, here on Casey Bourne say that it might be it's not that big of a, a deal of a win but for me I think it's a massive statement to get into the Leinster semi-final for the first time since 2010 that's that's a stepping stone getting a big win over a proper Leinster team we haven't beaten anyone bar Wicklow and Wexford the past five or six years you know that's 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 what, what that's how far off we have been and that's why to me it should never be overlooked that if we're going and we're like look we give awfully good rattle three years ago still beaten after extra time you know we didn't get anywhere we near close to Kildare last season we got beaten by Longford and win Kieran's last game as well like they're so hard won championship games like, it doesn't matter what age grade what gender anything championship football is so hard that's what makes it sweet that's what gives it that edge and that's what gives me the feel it's those championship feel no, I did get a haircut I know people were slagging me off on uh, the League All About show the first one of the year they got the fresh haircut but yeah you have to get, have to get right for championship you know mentally and physically <laughs> but yeah I really feel a little bit apprehensive that they have a good, they're a good team I did say that in the picking of, of their team when I went through their, their side it's a strong outfit. They've won games. They're used to winning games. They're used to drawing it out. Hopefully, they've reached the end of the barrel. Hopefully, they're on the downward slide after that Talton Cup win. That that was their kind of apex. And they don't have one more season in them. But I know they'll be going for us. And there's nothing worse than a team doing all the ta- getting all the publicity and the talking points and what have you. Um, but you know what really riles me up as well is people tipping Westmead to win. 
that really annoys me. I don't know why this year especially. But you're like you're very foolish if you do tip Westmead having not been able to see both teams a lot. And the way we set up how, how comfortable we are and that's what gives me confidence. We're gonna come with a system, we're gonna work very hard, we're gonna stop them. We have impact now off the bench. Our, our, our squad has been strengthened somewhat as well. So that's just where my head is at before the game. It's a short drive for me to Navid, not too far away at all to cross the border. Inter Mead. Will they win, I wonder? Will they get a win over Offaly? All we'll find out, but look at enjoy the flow of the game and the reaction from Mickey after it. And then I'll get into all the talk points. But this has been my head in the car on the way over to the big game against Westmead. Come on, loud. Well, to say I felt my head in the car <laughs> at half time, I was ex- completely and utterly in that sort of mindset. I thought, oh my God, this is actually happening. And then slowly but surely, the second half arrived where we went back to that sort of, um, what would you say, that, that, that median where we go back to in terms of level off in terms of attitude and performance and standard and that's what won us in the end so I was right in both cases I was got an ultimate scare and then ultimately the system came through in the end my god this is the flow of the game I before I give you the flow of the game I'm going to get you the team as well because there was a late change Liam Jackson missed out and Colin McKeever came in on the wing so the team was James Calliff Dan Corcoran Peter Lynch and Donald McKenney now, in terms of matchups, oh, I must have lost the sheet. Um, Peter Lynch went on John Hez and Donald McKenney went on Luke Lachlan. Dan Corcoran went on um, number, I think it was Stephen Smith. And then Leonard Gray was on Selin Baker. <clears throat> now, Sharkey picked up Roland O'Toole. And then Kira Murphy was on Lionham or Rakin Allen. They kind of swapped wings. Connor Early and Tommy Dorn were in the middle of the field. Colin McKeever, Sam Mulroy, actually Kieran Downey, Connor Grimes. And then in the full forward line was Darren McConnell, Sam Mulroy, and Ryan Bourne. Fairly much an orthodox sort of a 15. It was actually nearly 40 men behind the ball. Just Sam kind of floating and staying up, up the top. Um, but I'll get into that more in the talking points. But the way the game went, it was just an absolute. Um, Nightmare first half. It was one of those where it was like everything's going their way and it's just not going to be our day and this is typical. Everything's going to land and we are going to fall on our arses. With everyone talking about it, I was, I was just mortified. I just thought this is a disaster. Um, Stephen Smith stepped in and clipped over the first point um, through the, the body's door. We were a little bit passive and that was correct. And Sam hits a free, long, long range free, uh, just to test out the hamstring for the next um, kind of scoring opportunity we have. We we, we were direct um, in terms of the way we set up on our attacks, but we were just a little bit off, and that kind of gave them oxygen. And Sharkey does get a point replied, and then Senan Baker gets the first of his two first half points. Luke um, Lachlan gets another point as well off a kind of a, a panicky kick out from Peach. Then Sam replies after Dan uh, Corkham, great run up the field, gets a free, and that makes it 3 2. And then they just begin to pull away. Heslin gets a beautiful play. Canellan uh, cuts in on, on the right wing to whip over his left foot to make it 5 2. Baker gets his second. Lovely kind of counter attack move they were doing to us. At 7 2, Luke Lachlan hand passed the ball over the bar. Possibly, I don't know whether Ronald Wallace got a touch on it before it went over the crossbar, but he did. Then Luke Lachlan 
again follows that up with a 45 to make it they had a great goal chance great great goal chance where Peach forced to save uh, make it forced to make a save on John Lineham and does so well to do so gets clipped and cleared and cleaned up by Niall Sharkey and that made it 8-2 Sam gets a free out of his hands and then Connor Connor Grimes exceptional gets a butte on the run just a real real determined score which is which has been kind of a a trademark of his all year and I made it 8-4 and I thought right yeah I'll be happy enough I'll take 8-4 going in there half time down I'll take that and just get in out of dodge and go <coughs> go and dust ourselves down for half time then Heslin gets another free and Ronan O'Toole the two Ronans combined Ronan Wallace and Ronan O'Toole I thought even more when Ronan Wallace combined it on no Ronan Wallace me down them all week he works the 1-2 just defence splitting 1-2 with O'Toole who, who did air mark he is a classy operator but that goal Really nicely finished. One nine to four points. Talk curtains for loud. Minus eight points down. Good luck and thanks. We're going to do so well to even get back into the game. Never mind win it. it wasn't even about winning at that stage. He was thinking about the boys being released back to play with their club and then hanging on then for for a Talton Cup or an All Ireland series place as well. But it didn't even relieve the pressure when Sam hit the first free first score of the second half because we missed a couple. Craig Lennon came on. Liam Jackson came on. We still missed scores. And Colin McKeever makes a switch. I'm going to be talking about that, and we're going to hear from Colin McKeever as well. You're going to hear from Mickey Hart too, and James Calliff, and Connor Early, and Desi Dolan, all in this uh, whopper of a podcast. Um, but yeah, Connor Grimes gets another beaut. Really, really good score to make it uh, one nine to six. And then you kind of think, right, one nine to six. That's easy to count up. One three behind. O'Toole gets a lovely score. Dances around the line of defence. Cuts inside. Flips it over. One ten to six points. You thought, all right, they're going to be able to keep the scoreboard ticking. Then McKenney comes up the field, and then the pressure's on. Sam smashes home a penalty. Really good score after an indifferent first half. Lennon drills the ball into Ryan Bourne. Ryan Bourne just plays well against Westmead, doesn't he? He really does. High ball, floated ball, gets in behind his man. His man is forced to foul him. I think it was Jack Smith. Could have been David Lynch. We'll have to check out later on on the, the Sunday game. Or maybe you're watching it or you watched it last night. Um, then Liam Jackson. We didn't we didn't score that. That ignited the, the comeback, Sam's penal. And then the, the game's next score was eight minutes later and that was um, Liam Jackson's goal. Lovely set up by Sam and having missed two, three chances in the first half, Sam missed two and Leonard Gray shot from a good bit out that kind of showed a bit of panic. But um, we didn't, we kind of bossed up three of those first half goal chances and it came to the right man, probably our best finisher in those situations. I mentioned it during the week, if you sign up and listen to the podcast you'll hear my older brother, younger brother theory that the older brother is always usually the best finisher because they always put the younger one in goals and the younger, one, younger player is more combative out the field as we've seen with um, all younger brothers out there um, that played for, like, even with Tom, with Liam, with uh, Adrian David Reid, Desi and Ray Finnegan you see the older brother is generally the better finisher um, send me in if I've if I missed someone missed someone else out there though Hanlon's as well well yeah maybe Carl was a better finisher maybe I don't know That's, there's three brothers in that one but uh, yeah just the way the way um, Liam gets in those positions he is the man you want in those positions and I no doubt such a great finish I've seen it on the news the 6 o'clock news really good finish to make it that levels the game to make it one ten to 2-7 I thought oh here we go and the roar of the crowd we're getting right back into it there's no stopping us now then Heslin gets a free to the other end thought, oh no this is going to be an extra time job then Connor Early 
he was in a space where you'll hear of him in a second. He was in a space where at the start of the week gets two points in a row, marauding forward, opening up the legs like he can, and he's always trying to do so. That put us a point ahead. I was a first lead in the game, and then Sam gets a free on the counter attack. Um, Colin McCall comes off the bench and gets um, gets lobbed over by another sub. Um, oh, what's his name? Colin McCormack. That's the other sub. But yeah, it was like it was just it was all went away. Sorry, yeah. Uh, Colin McCall, Andy Williams come on for Peter Lynch, and Paul Matthews come on for Ryan Bournes and oh, I'll be talking about all the subs and the impact as well. But Westmead did kind of have a chance at the end that John Heslin lobs it in at all. No, they're going to do it like 2012. Still the pessimism, optimism inside me is uh, floating around and bouncing around like a ping pong ball. But yeah, we get the job done. We get over the line. Huge relief all around. And you'll hear you'll hear now from Mickey Hart, right? This is 15 minutes long. I come in in the 13 minute mark. Um, Keeveen and LMFM's Colm Corrigan are in it before me. So it's worth yeah it's worth hearing um worth hearing the, the whole entire interview, it's really really good. Then you're going to hear from um, Desi Dolan, and then yeah I think I'm going to come back and begin the talking points and then Peach Peach is there. I might might just put Peach in. I'll put Peach in and I've Conal and Connor early. I'll put them up behind behind the paywall. You'll have to hear hear what Connor early has really some insightful things about his recovery and Conal McKeever as well. How he um how he dealt with being in and out in and out on this team and how crucial he was in the finish. Right, let's hear from the from the managers and James Callum. So he's gonna have a busy week. He's um Wednesday night in RD, he's gonna be with the loud miners as well. So flat out flat out this week. Oh yeah, and we know now it'll be awfully who are playing. I'm gonna have previews on it all week. You're gonna know that now at this day. You're gonna be picking my team. I'm gonna have um a look back, probably maybe to ninety seven to that to that loss in that semi final against awfully they went on and win it. Um then there's also a preview. There's plenty of good awfully guests out there. Kevin Egan, friend of the show, might be on. Paul Rouse, someone's on be Johnny Maloney, former player. Um is there any loud awfully connections out there? And also someone has so a good friend of the show got in touch with me and says, Is that Loud's best comeback victory ever of all time? And I nearly tend to agree with him because there's not none really stand out. Now I know there's two standout ones where there were more smash and grab jobs against, obviously the one we talked about all week, the 2012 one against um, Kill, uh, not Kildare against Westmead, and then Ryan Bournes was late goal. But I think we were. I don't think that we were behind. We were behind in that one. But anyway, if you have any good, good comeback victories for Lead, was obviously the the comeback in Navan in 2006. We're claiming squatters' rights in Navin because the team who are there in Navin, who are custodians of it, aren't fit for purpose. Dorney and El Talton Cup side. And actually, someone else said to me, some real, real astute J man in the county as well, texted me there to say that if Kildare, Offley, and. Oh, who else did he say? Kildare, Offley, and someone else down, win, and we lose, it could be loud and cork in the Talton Cup. And like he said himself, unlikely but possible. That I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna delve in any more of that. But I just want to be aware. Well, when you sneer mean people, that we could end up with them. But I don't think we will. I think we have a great chance next week. But I am a little bit hyper. I always get hyper, and then 
I get scared and then I get hyper by the end of the week. You'll know that. Sign up now, patreon.com forward slash loud and proud for all the build up. Let's hear now from Mickey Hart, Desi Dolan, and James Peach Califf. Okay, Mickey Hart, uh, we're all drawing your breaths after that. Uh, latest uh, dramatic game involving a loud team here at Park Talton. Uh, not good for the heart, Mickey, first of all. Or maybe it is good for your heart if you can stick that, you can stick anything. Um, no, it was just one of those games, you know, that um, uh, Westmeath come out of the traps fast. And they got a number of good scores and were building up a good lead without a goal. And then they just got a goal before half time, which seemed to almost seal the deal for them. In many ways, it probably was the worst thing could have happened to them because if it had been without that goal, they were still in a strong position and probably would have been more reflective on how they needed to play in the second half and maybe we wouldn't have had this real desire to come out and sort of at least get some credibility out of the game because at that stage, at half-time, that was kind of... You were playing for honour as much as anything. You didn't talk about the outcome or the result. If you played with the real heart and real drive that I knew these players have, then they'd come in with their head held high. Maybe that wouldn't have been the result you wanted, but at least you would have been proud coming off that field again. So they really restored the pride in the jersey in that second half, and then they got the bonus of a win out of it. You know, so it's it's it's, it's good. It's a good ending. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And how would you explain that the first half performance? It's not what we become accustomed to from this loud team. Well, it, it it wasn't a really true reflection of the game. The scoreboard wasn't a reflection of the game because I mean we created three really good goal chances and didn't put any of them away. And you know. That had, there had to be warning signs there for Westmead that we were cutting them open and against whatever breeze was there. And uh, you know, if we'd put in any one of those, I think it would have released us more to maybe get a few more points. But maybe then, because we, we didn't get that goal and, and they were starting to widen the gap, we maybe felt more the need to go for a goal. And, and I think maybe that's what played into the hands of, of keeping the gap with us. And then when they got that breakaway goal, it did look like the deal was done. Uh, so it took some resolve to, to bring that ball back, that game back. You know, you'd have to have been very happy with the players even to claw that back to a respectable scoreline and and, be a, and get, go for a fight and finish to it. But, I mean, that's a bonus territory there and, and, and it's just great. And it's great for the confidence of these players to know that, you know, there's no such thing as a lost cause. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, the goal that Westmead scored just before half-time might have worked against them. It might have lured them into a, a false sense of security. It's easy to do that, you know. I would know if we were in that position and we had some team five points down and suddenly get a goal just before half time, you'd think that's 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 us, you know. You wouldn't just say the game's over, but there'd be a feeling in that camp to say, you know, we're in some position here, you know, it's ours to lose and, and you would think you wouldn't lose it. But it happens. Football's like that. The strange things happen and you know it's it's a difficult one to draw back an eight point deficit because it takes a lot of a lot of good finishing. Number one, it takes you to hold out the opposition quite a bit because if you let, if you get back a few scores and they get a couple, then it's still the same gap. You have to keep chipping away at that. You have to build it brick by brick, brick the recovery, and and we managed to do that and, and give them precious little. Um, so yeah, and, and I think you know we even created much more than we scored in that second half. You know we we missed a number of scores at a stage when you thought this is bad we're, you know, we're creating the possession we're creating the chances but we missed three or four maybe at the start of the second half that would have made the thing a lot easier in the heart should we say and I mean you kept the lads in uh, a long time at half time any teacups tea thrown against the wall at half time or what exactly was said no no definitely not there's no teacups there was a sense of reality about this all um, 
we, we, we talked to them about the things that happened in the first half, showed them a bit of evidence of what we missed and showed them a bit of evidence of how maybe we were a bit passive in our defensive side of the game. And um, we, really, we really gave them a belief that anything was possible. And I think that was the main thing, to give them the belief that you know, we can go after this game still. I mean, the penalty obviously got you really back into it. And then Liam Jackson's goal, the couple of changes, the changes he made in that second half, particularly Craig Lennon and Liam Jackson, had a massive impact on, on the outcome, the eventual outcome. Yeah, well, that's what it's all about. You know, it's a team game now, and it's, it's a 20-man game. Um, you know, the no such thing is sort of just set team, and this is your team, and this is what does it all the time. You have to really play your cards right, and you need people to inject something into the game when they come in, and we know these boys can do this, and they know that. It's, and we're often we're not taking people off because they're playing bad. We're taking them off because they've given us as much as they have at this moment in time, and we have somebody else to come in with fresh legs, fresh impetus, a different picture to the opposition and, and it's good to have players like that that can do that and the majority of your games in the National League it was uh, the last few minutes the game was still very much all the games seemed to be in the melting pot uh, more or less uh, Mickey do you think the experience of that during the league counted to your advantage in the closing stages of today's game well look at uh, any day you're in a tough tussle and you have to battle to the bitter end it's always good for your experience good for character building and, and you know this was the championship and we all know you know it's still a game of football it's still the same rules and everything else but there's something about championship football that actually brings a different edge and you know this was a good day for to build a bit of championship sort of uh, experience into these players look at it's just one game it's just we're not getting long to enjoy this or celebrate it because one week from now we have to go again but it's great to be looking forward to the game and not coming away thinking what happened there you know how did we let that happen so it's 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 good that, that we salvage this game I think it's good in many ways as well as being in the semi-final and I mean the reaction of the loud crowd I think told its own story at the full-time whistle it's been a long time after a championship game because we know results in the last decade you might as well say Mickey have not been that favourable as far as loud are concerned that's true but that's history and you know we can't change history we can maybe look to create a bit of new history and, and I think the, the supporters deserve great credit there because when the comeback was on you could feel you could feel the energy they were bringing the energy when the boys put the energy on the field and the ball the energy came from the crowd too to give them that impetus that they needed and you know that's great it's great that we have got a crowd now behind us that are energised and excited with the possibility of doing well any day we go out so it's good to have the crowd there. Short turnaround now to the semi-final. Good or a bad thing from your perspective? It is what it is, you know. Um, I, I, don't, I really don't care at this stage. Being in the semi-final is what matters most. And we try and get the bodies recovered this week. And, and, and if we can go out and acquit ourselves with pride next week, whatever the outcome, it'll be good. And that second half, the comeback, the spirit shown, that's bound to stand you in good stead, you would feel, now going to Crow Park. It is, it is. It's, well, it's an experience you can call on now, and if you're never in that place, you couldn't do. I, I always, I've said this many, many years uh, over the uh, the time that you know you never want to go five points down or six or seven or eight, but if you never were there, you wouldn't know whether you'd get out of it or not. Now these boys know they can come back from an eight point deficit, 
I don't recommend going there. But if you, if you are there, you can get out of it. Yeah. Do you think there might have been a little bit of rustiness in the first half there today, maybe stemming from the end of the National League? Although I suppose it was the same for Westmead. They had the, mm. the same break since the end of their campaign. No, I don't think it was rustiness. I suppose it was the possibility was always there that kind of loud they were being talked up about as they were going to win this game because Westmead played their football Division 3, we played Division 2. We were only one game away technically from promotion and they didn't have as good a season maybe as they would like to have had. So there was all the possibility there that an ambush could come and, and and I think Westmeath were ready to ambush us and almost did and the big players really stepped up when they needed in that second half Conor Early of course what a season he's had Conor Grimes just to mention but two well absolutely and, and I couldn't start naming names because at different stages of this game different people did things that was real leadership it was real example you know turning ball over making the hard runs dispossessing people when you think you wonder how did they do that and then going into tackles and coming out the other side, still with the ball or still give it off to somebody. And of course, it was great to have Sam back as well because he's such a common influence on 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 this team. And you know, he hasn't played for since this, you know, maybe two what is it now five or six weeks, eight weeks maybe. And for him to come in and be able to acquit himself the way he did just shows you the class of a man that he is. You know, so it'll do him good too if it doesn't tire him too much after that uh, exertion from from a standing start. But yeah. look. There's lots of players performed very well at different times in that game, and that was the whole. That was the collective that that got us over the line. Was it a risk to play him, Mickey? Did, did you feel it was a risk? No, we were taking medical advice. You know that that he, he was he was as good as could be expected in recovery from the injury, and uh, that a certain that he could play a certain amount of time. I'll not tell you how much, but. Uh, he ended up being able to play on longer than was anticipated. Because he's nearly a metaphorical figure for the game. It took him a long time to find rhythm in it. He, he maybe was off key for for a period, and you know. Well, it's understandable. It's understandable if he hasn't played competitive football for seven or eight weeks. And anybody, no matter who you are, you have to get your touch again. You have to get into the speed of the game. And this is a championship game, which tends to be a little bit more uh, intensity in it than than any other game. So you'd have to allow him a bit of leeway to find his feet. But there's just a presence about him and there's a composure and a calmness about him that you love to see him on the ball because he seldom does anything wrong with it and generally does something very effective. You spoke about expectation that would win this game. Did you get that sense that there was a slightly different emphasis maybe during the National League, a lot of the games you were coming up against teams who would have been perceived to have been stronger, that this was one where... Obviously, he had stuff to gain, but he had a lot to lose, possibly, as well. Well, that's true. I mean, we have no control over perception, but it's there. And, you know, people judge whoever's in a higher division or whatever. They should be beating somebody in a lower division. That's that's life, and uh, that's always possible. But we also know that there's always people who spoil the party. Like in every sport, and people, the underdog often turns the tables on the so-called favourite. So, you know, it's just... You have to learn to carry whatever the tag is. You're not responsible for that tag. It's there and you have to live with it. And I suppose it's good to be in both places. It's good to be somebody who's considered an underdog and you chase somebody else and chase them down. And it's good to think that if you're sometimes slightly favourite that you can handle that as well. And I think ultimately we handle that today in the end. I suppose like another big game in Crow Park, it's, you know, after the Dublin game is probably where you would have been like to be getting back to um quite clearly. Absolutely. Uh, I've said that over the years, whatever team I've been with, I said there's 
you know you want to be in Crow Park as often as you can you want to get that experience it doesn't matter if it's not the biggest game in the world but just to be there to experience that stadium to have people in supporting you in that stadium um, I always would have said that, that it's just a great great to get there and um, no better place to play yeah like the preparation like the week you know if it's awfully if it's me if it doesn't I suppose both teams are in the same but it doesn't give a whole pile of time to, to be tailoring things no it doesn't it doesn't but as you say it's the same for the opposition they, they have no more time than us so you know they'll they'll have to lick their wounds or sores or whatever it is and prepare again with a quick turnaround time there's little time to enjoy the success uh, you just have to get leave you know take any learning you can from it and then park it rather quickly and begin to focus on whatever the next challenge is. And just on that, the, the injury situation, <coughs> obviously there was a couple of players missed out today, the likes of Bevan Duffy, Conor Grimes had it leave the field, and mm. it was very early at this stage. Do, do you, well, do you Bev's injury will be out for a while, he'll be out for a while, he'll not be available now next week, and Conor Grimes is OK, he's been carrying a few things uh, this last while, so hopefully he'll be OK <coughs> too. Yeah. Um, Mickey, is it is it is it um, the experience of the players? Was that were you, were you worried about that coming in against such an experienced Westmead side, like to get a big win over a team that we haven't gotten a win for so long? <clears throat> no, I wouldn't say I was worried, but you have to be careful and you have to be cautious. It, it's it's, it's a very much about the mental side of the game. I know our players are well versed in what they have to do to play as a team, and they and they do it very well. But you know there's a sort of a mental approach there that you can only gain by experiencing what's coming along, you know. So, yes, Westmead, we, we knew like that they were a better team maybe than their league form suggested. They obviously won the Tadjian Cup last year, which keeps them in the All-Ireland Series. So they've still plenty to look forward to and they're a handful for plenty of teams. But um, I think we're building a bit of competitive experience into these boys too. I think they're beginning to see that, you know, that they can compete at a good level and, and the more we can stay in competitions, the longer we stay in them, the more experience they get and, and that's good for them. And then with the comeback as well, it's becoming a bit of a trend. You were in Oma last week too. <coughs> is, is, it, is it the higher level of football or what can we explain for that such a momentum slides in second halves? Um, I think it's, there's, there's no easy answer to that, but you'd have to believe that there's a sense of the job done. When somebody's got a good lead, they kind of, they don't mean to be that way, but it seems to seep into them a little bit, you know, we have the deal done here, it's just a matter of finishing this game out. And and it's very hard to, to, to guard against that. that uh, so, not that if it was an eight-point lead, I wouldn't enjoy it, but, but it's dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous too. It's, it's equally dangerous. It's, it's never let up and never give up. That's, that's the... That's Did the, you learn anything from Oma? Like, I learned plenty. I learned that you don't say that Danby's <laughs> going to win before the day. <laughs> um, so you know, um, I I I, uh, I think you have to just be on your guard about being too definitive about anything. You have to be more speculative. You have to be more sort of, you know, humble if you would imagine. But I I probably couldn't help it last week because I was I wasn't impartial. I'm supposed to be impartial, maybe, and all those things, but it's very hard to be impartial if it's your own county's involved. Just finally, Mickey, eight points, the, the gap. Mm. Did you any sense that it was gone? No, no, I never give up. I'd never give up on anything, never. And um, we, we, I was a message at half time in our team. This, this game appears to be out, but I look at what we butchered in the first half. 
you know, we could have been ahead in that game instead of eight points down. And I did say that I have experienced it before, a team getting a goal just on a separate team. I've experienced it with club football. I've experienced it with county football. Uh, a team getting a goal, and even a, a very high-class team getting a goal just before half-time, maybe to push a three-point lead into a six-point or something like that. And it can be dangerous for the team that gets that. And it has been in the past. And there's another example of it today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I suppose uh, the old cliche game of two halves. Excellent performance in the first half. One nine scored. Could have been more. Playing great football. And then I suppose momentum is a big thing in football, as you know, from over the years. And Lau got that momentum and, and got a. Yeah, on top. yeah, they did. They, they did. They came out in the second half. They kind of pushed up on everything, and um, they just got that momentum. And we seemed to all the good decisions that we were making, maybe in the first half, seemed to kind of fall away in the second half. And that bit of composure that we probably showed in the first half that served us so well, just with the heated battle. And in fairness, the lads they tried extremely hard, and and they never gave up. Obviously, but just the decision making maybe let us down a little bit with the with the bit of pressure that came on, and we still had chances, and we were still fighting to the end which is frustrating but certainly um, uh, Loud came out with uh, like, and, and there was not to say there was a little bit of a wind in it or a little bit of momentum but the, the word, there's just the momentum they just got it and they held on to it Desi cushion that eight points at half time much like the Loud game or the down game uh, a game of two halves yeah that's football it goes like that and I'd say like you'd, you'd say that the the good is really, really good, and um, we executed a lot of what we wanted to do in the first half. But then, um, then just for that reason, we just couldn't hold on to it. We didn't show that composure, and I think that it's that word composure really the kind of let us down maybe in the second half. That we had, we still had plenty of ball, we still had plenty of opportunities. It's just that we kind of coughed it up a lot cheaper. You had to make a few late changes today. Upset the thing a bit. Yeah, um, fairness to Sam um, McCartan, he was ill, so he just wasn't available to us. And then James Dolan struggling a bit with an injury, so just the two lads. And obviously, like they're two great footballers as well. Um, it's just it is a bit of a loss, but at the same time, I think the lads that went out were great in the first half and, and served as well. Like, but uh, certainly it was a loss. Yeah. Do you think eight points will lead? Maybe the lads got. Carried away a bit to maybe the ah, I wouldn't game. say that. No. no, to be honest, the focus was good, and we probably knew that they were going to come at us a bit. That was just the, the nature, like the beast or whatever. Like, um, but I think we just unlucky. Like, we John took a shot, hit the post, mm-hmm. and then up a minute ago later, it's up for a penalty. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was I, lo- I thought it was kind of a soft enough decision for the penalty. He didn't have to do much to get a penalty, but, but it just shows you it was kind of one of them games where um, we're. We probably needed a bit of luck to kind of get us through that momentum, kind of get a score or something. It just never really came. It was championship football because you know Loud came out actually in the second half. They didn't play maybe great in the first half. You didn't let them play, but maybe another score or two in that second half that might have came that didn't come. Yeah, well that's the thing. You hit the post, it goes mm. out, turns up the other end, the back of the net. Like that's football, that's sport. Uh, it's cruel. Um, the momentum just when it left us, it was bad, um, and we just needed to try keep a bit more composure, and it didn't work. Um, disappointed, Jay. Um, and in fairness to the lads, I thought they showed great spirit right to the end, even though we were struggling a little bit to kind of break them down. Um, I just thought that 
Uh, the scores, did your scores just eluded us in the second half? And suppose thing, and little things went, little mistakes cropped in, went again. You too, which often doesn't happen. You know, ball fell away from lads just into a loud man's Yeah, hands there was a bit that. of that going on. I suppose that's the intensity of championship football. There was a couple of times we certainly looked like we were in good position and we kind of gave the ball away a bit cheap. All right, but uh, loud deserve a lot of credit. Like in fairness, there's a lot of momentum loud and with Mickey Hart and um, when they seized the opportunity or seen it, like they went for it. Like um, it is disappointing our perspective um, I, would be, I, I was hoping we'd get the win here today but it wasn't to be and as you know there's a lot of football obviously to be played as you've said earlier in the year Westmead are going to have to be stepping up to a higher level Sam Maguire Cup three group games and be a daunting enough challenge but I suppose firstly you have a few weeks to get ready and you'll have more lads back and secondly you can probably take a lot of positives out how well the lads played in the first half a lot of different lads scoring from play 1-9 you know yeah I know like in fairness to the lads like they're well able to compete with anybody mm. it's just we need to kind of I suppose punch in the holes where we're not we're not getting the scores on the board like and mm. that's that's the work on and, and I, it's fairly easy to see why we were just mm. giving the ball away that bit cheaply like and if we can just hold on to it and show that composure I think we'll go a long way to sort it out but in terms of the level that we're going to it's another level again like and we know that but certainly I do think there's lots of good footballers in there that's well able to compete at the high level Thanks 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 Thanks. Yeah of course, you had a, a vital save as well before they got the goal. So looking back, that was a, a crucial one of the, in that first half. Yeah, look, I, I, I think from the outset, from the start of the game, Westmead just brought that bit more intensity. Um, and I think we were a little bit um, conservative in our play. I think we were probably standing off them a bit too much, giving them too much respect. But um, like they were a good side, but you know, like um, when you stand off any team, they're going to punish you like that. So, um, you know, we, we were... They got their goal right in the stroke of half time. Um, what can I say? That that could be a, could have been a, as much as the other side of the coin. It could have been a blessing skies for us. They might have had the game a seal at half time with that goal, you know. So um, I think that was probably something we were feeding off. And I think going in, they're probably thinking that the game was home and hose, you know. So um, it's 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 a funny one. As much as the goal would have helped them in that stroke of half time, I think it probably played their hands as well. Yeah, but, but uh, that first half, the performance, it was certainly in contrast a stark contrast to what we've come to expect from this low team it was a flat performance would you say yeah it was um, I, I'm not sure what it was to be honest with you uh, it just took a while to get going we, as I said we stood off them um, like, I suppose we, we were favourites Stegen as well it's a different tag to have but uh, you know just it's hard to really put a finger on but I, I knew the steel and resilience would be there in the lads you know, it's been built for the last three years so um, as I said good in hindsight, it's easy looking back, but um, yeah, look, just just delighted to get out of it. To be honest with you. And what what exactly was said to you at half time uh, by Gavin and, and Mickey? Uh, it's hard to remember <laughs> to be honest with you, but uh, no, I think just just what I said. I think like you know that we were, we were creating opportunities even when we weren't playing well. I'm just trying to throwing the shackles off and, and really playing, you know, kind of way. And we kind of seemed to be playing with the weight of the world on our shoulders in the first half. Um, but at the same time, as poor as we were playing, we were still creating chances. So. It was just matter of putting them away, being a bit more ruthless in front of the goals and, and just putting a bit more pressure on Westmead to see what they're really made of, you know. And after half-time then, you seemed to up the ante. You found that extra couple of gears, uh, James. You got the first thing, two scores in the second half and eventually then you probably needed a goal and you, you got it from the penalty spot. Yeah, um, and it probably had been coming, but like it's momentum is a is a dangerous thing to have as a team, you know, and especially in championship football when it's a once-off knockout game, you know, kind of way. So... Um, I think the way the, the way the momentum clock swung in the second half it was an us, and we were just trying to constantly keep our finger on. I remember 
like I think uh, first time I looked at the clock in the second half there's 25 minutes gone you know we are we are on the ball that much so um, even as a goalkeeper there wasn't enough time much even to the rest you know it was constant pressure being put on but um, yeah look it's it's kind of hard to think about it now it's just uh, roll on to next week yeah, and when you saw Liam Jackson's effort find the back of the net clinical finish great team move as well you must have felt, felt at that stage when that goal went in well we can win this one now yeah and, and the roar from the crowd you know I yeah. think everyone just really lifted and they're a better man than Liam to come on and get a goal you know I think he's he's some record for for getting goals for a crucial times isn't he so um yeah, look, it was a nice team move, um, and you know, like I said, it probably was similar to the first half where we put good moves together, even though as poor as we were playing, and we just put it away in the second half. You know, so last few minutes, the game was still there for, I suppose, either side. Uh, but I suppose you had the wherewithal to go for it, and you got the last two points. So much, perhaps, the experience of the spring campaign that has gone before in tight games. You know that you've you got yourself over the finish line today. Yeah, I think it's just to have a nice in the veins. You know, it wasn't a rush. Like there was, there's no shot clock. I think we 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 worked the last two scores or three scores really well, um, and at crucial times as well, we turned over Westmead up in their half. You know, they, they dropped one short, and I think we got a free out on another when the ball was nowhere near the man. So um, look, uh, I think it's a classic case where you you create your own luck in in championship football, and when you when you when we were as working hard as we were in the second half, I think we deserve any bit of luck we got. A, bit, a few breaks fell our way. Um, and yeah, even the last kick of the ball was just dropped under the crossbar. But uh, I did it myself and Tommy were kind of on top of each other, nearly on top of the crossbar and the post together. But uh, yeah, look, we just got away with it and we'll roll on to Mead. Is that as good a second half that that comeback and being involved in that? Is that as good as you can remember being part of the loud setup over the years, James? Yeah, no, that is that is as good as a half performance I've ever been involved in, to be honest with you. Um, there's just something building nicely in this team, you know, there's resilience, there's steel. Um, yeah, it's, it was a sweet. Yeah, and lads obviously have to stay grounded now. You have a semi-final, first time you've been there in a long, long time, mm. uh, James. But one certainly to look forward to now back at GA headquarters next week. Yeah, back at headquarters. Uh, it's like as you say, you enjoyed the, the ten or twenty minutes after the game, but it's, it's definitely roll on to next week now. You know, like I was kind of happy with the lads. Well. There wasn't an over celebration there at the end. You know, I think it's very much just step complete and move on to next week. Yeah, and you mentioned there the crowd uh, really getting behind you when you got that momentum in the second half and the reaction at the end then and you see them actually the players making their way out there's a real appreciation among loud supporters for this group. There is, yeah, like it's buzzing even in throughout the league and you see the amount of kids going to games now loud jerseys on, you know, like it's it's a special place to be but um, hopefully we can get the win for them next week as well. And your, your own game, you're still very much enjoying it you obviously didn't mm. play the first two or three matches of the league but you're very much back now as the, the regular number one yeah, look, just happy to slot in where I can. Um, Peter McTravick's done really well in training as well, so we're pushing each other on nicely and uh, just trying to pick up any bits of coaching points each week, you know, so, um, yeah. You're the only man surviving from 2010, semi-final. You make me feel old now, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I suppose, like, the, you know, maybe you're in a slightly different position at that yeah. age. At that stage, obviously, a lot mm. younger. Like, the week leading into it, the championship format's all mm. different now. Like... I suppose do you recall much of it? Is it not necessarily mm. to be learned? Can you impart any knowledge necessarily? Uh, it's it's very different. I suppose back then I was only really a, pr- a periphery player. You know, um, took a while to break into the, even the team. Like took me a couple of years under obviously Paddy Keane and Brian White and Rowan Carroll and them boys. You know, but uh, yeah, look, it's it's just it's hard to think back then what it was like. Uh, I was actually trying to take a few notes during the week just myself at home about what it was like back then. But um, certainly the culture and the, the team buy-in. 
and everything got goes with now is definitely on a level I haven't seen before. But you know that's not going to win the game next week. So, um, and it's certainly the first half performance is not going to win the game next week either. So, um, yeah, look, it's nearly a le- each week is a learning process for, for every player. You know, each team has its merits that we play, and it's just a matter of bringing it back to the training field and, and, and trying to touch it that then throughout the week it's maybe incidental that the last <laughs> quarterfinal win that Loud had was here against Kildare and obviously that was a, mm. a very memorable night probably slightly different to, yeah. to what unfolded there um, but I, I suppose it still gets you the, the same outcome yeah well, I suppose that, that's your job to look back on mm. all these kind of small things that might feed into it but mm. uh, yeah, I, I actually do remember that Kalair game. I think I was on the bench that day, but um, that was def- today was definitely a sweet performance. I think I was ever involved in, yeah. In the second half, anyway. Brilliant. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, James. 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 And uh, yeah, it always seems to be Westmead, but Mickey speaks so well. And Desi, as well, to be fair, he was gracious enough, like even though he still has that kind of boring Sunday game SNS out of him but yeah Mickey just even talks about the ambush talks about going ahead dipping into that vast experience he has he has that even like even even the crack to, with Hiroshi McConville and, and Niblock on GA Social laughing about Mickey and uh, calling that Tyrone wouldn't lose the game last week even to have a crack, have a crack with that and then just sum up the game and see the va- like he's seen this. He's been he's been here before. He has that fast experience of when O'Toole got the goal. Like Loud were in in the halftime for ages. I've loads more talking points. Right, I'm gonna get on to the talking points. I don't want to leave you hanging. Also, before I get into the talking points, I just want to thank everyone who did sign up this week and all the support as well. And, and the league all about show is going to be on Thursday again this week. So a hectic week. Possibly another preview show in there as well. Um, looking forward to this awfully game in Crow Park. Right, um, the first talking point, your free talking point. Your free talking point is it has to be the uh, the loud the loud roar. Now I, now I know this is the free one, and I look. I'm gonna. I'll give you two. I'll give you two because I want to give you the loud roar. I want. I want a technical football one as well. So the four, I'm gonna give you two free talking points. The first one is the loud roar, and you hear Mickey talking about that. It's something that. It's really, really, really apparent. Another way everyone says, oh yeah, it's great to see lads and young fellas in loud jerseys and you see, the crowd is out to watch loud. The, 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 uh, ordinary Joe Soap is wanting to come and watch loud. Everyone is talking about loud. It's like becoming a thing. It's, it's there and it's apparent and you can see it today and they're getting behind the team. The team is giving loud uh, things to roar about. The the crowd are responding to those roars, and we're getting it. Even McKenney getting in great tackles and great hits, Leonard great turnovers. Just it gets us ignited. It gets the thing going, and that is something that is really, really. I don't know whether it's been there before, but I've never felt it in this long of a time where we're just all united and all driving, and we're all on this sort of a journey. And it's like one of the most special times ever as a loud fan. You know, we'll get it's a seismic win. I mentioned that on the, on the trip over. It was in my head. This is a seismic win for loud football because we, by God, do we win it. We didn't get it handed to us today. We had to win that game, and we did. We did it the bloody hard way as well. And um, talking point number two is is um, let me see which one will I go for. Um, which one will I go for? I've so many here, so many, but I want to give you a footbally one. 
Um, there's loads, there's loads. There's a lot of talk about Pete, Sam, two halves, and Colin McKeever, um, Kevin Maguire's block for them. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, Tommy Dornan's plucks. Two absolute. Oh, majestic catches in the middle of the field really got the crowd going really got the momentum going really broke their spirit and really relieved Peach on his kickouts we went more direct in those kickouts as well right down the centre and Tommy plucking them made validated why he's out there he's the big man around the middle of the field to catch them balls and do the damage and take clean possession and give us a platform and that's what he did and he scared them into it as well and I'll get into four of why we scared them in and why we narrowed them into devastating effect too. That's in the rest of the talking points. Thank you very much for listening to the Loud and Proud Westmead Talking Points podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the League All About It show. Thanks for all the comments. Thanks for all the messages. Do, do, do get back to me. I've asked a lot of questions of you there. Best comeback victory. Uh, off we look backs. Um, brothers as well. Uh, older brother, younger brother finishing. Um, loads in there um, even the loud horrors were beaten but my god are they brave only for just letting a couple of letting five goals with a, co- a couple of goals going the other way Ryan Walsh is a great chance get saved behind the lawless and they go up the field the other way and kill the game to make a 5-7 to 1-17 to win by 3 points 23 points to 20 but a spirited performance my god did they put it in bodies on the line some of them are just in bits wrecked but they keep going and keep playing hard Darren Gagan is somebody with the freeze we just look it's a big one it's a big one next week against Fermanagh to stay in the Nicky record effectively because they've lost the first two games we've lost the first two games it's at home in Darver it is down for Sunday but I'd say that game will be moved to Saturday then you have the Miners out on Wednesday night in RD against Mead that's going to be a mouth-watering game as well I'll be previewing and reviewing and having the whole lot of reports from those games as well so do tune in and do sign up patreon.com forward slash loud and proud and then league all about tours tonight and then next week as well so that's it that's all for now what a win I'm absolutely spent I don't know how the players feel we have a week like the players I got the championship haircut I have to recover now and get ready for next week because my god it's going to be absolutely oh bring it on bring it on well done loud well done Mickey and the boys well done to the supporters who got involved and well done you for listening thanks very much I'll talk to you during the week and I'll talk to you next Sunday I'll talk to you all week and Sunday bye bye and thanks for listening to Loud and Proud episode 241 Westmead Talking Points Podcast